everyone. Welcome back to Life Chats with Liv B. I am Liv and today I thought it would be a good time to do kind of like a catch-up episode because I feel like it's been a while since I've kind of caught you up on my life because the last few episodes have had kind of like a theme and or a guest in them and while I love doing those ones I also started this podcast to feel closer to you guys and just kind of have a different outlet to talk to you about things that I wouldn't normally talk about on my YouTube channel so um, kind of going back to that main focus today it is early in the morning again when I'm filming this. I've got my coffee here and it's actually like an iced like blended coffee, vanilla bean, really good. And I've got some grapes and some vegan cheese and I am just all set, all set to have a good little podcast sesh. So this week has been like partially good, partially bad. I feel like that's just very common for everyone. Like you know, a week is a long time and a lot of stuff can happen. Um, so some good stuff that happened this week was yesterday. It was super, super beautiful out. It was like the nicest day we've had so far this year. It was like super, super warm and sunny, like not a cloud in the sky. And so myself and my sister and her boyfriend went to a park called Victoria Park, which is about like 50 minutes away from the city. And it's this amazing provincial park that's like has these crazy like super tall trees and all of these like stairs and like suspended wooden bridges across and like you're kind of like hiking upstairs through the trees and then there's like waterfalls and streams and like this big river that kind of runs through it and it's just kept up so nicely really well taken care of and it's just the most beautiful park so we and like everyone else in Truro, uh, which is where it is, went to that park yesterday. And so it was kind of busy, but it was so lovely. And it was their first time there. I'd been there a couple times before. So I kind of showed them all my favorite spots. And then I showed them this like little secret place that I went last year with a bunch of people. And it's like this creek and the water is so cold. Like your feet just immediately start aching from the cold like it's so freezing cold and it's really hard to climb across the stream you kind of have to like go on your hands and feet sometimes like a bear and just like crawl across and um there's like the rocks are like jagged and slippery but then once you get across it is like this secluded utopia like we got across and Blair her boyfriend was like this looks like Lord of the Rings and the water's so clear and beautiful and so we kind of like hiked up in there and we took some really beautiful photos there. I'll probably be posting those on my Instagram if you guys want to see that. But yeah, it was just the most beautiful day. I'm really super sore. My ankles are really sore today. Probably from like, I don't know, crossing the stream, I guess. But yeah, it was so nice. And it was pretty much like one of the first times I've actually been out and like immersed myself in nature recently. Uh, I went swimming in the also freezing cold lake a couple weeks ago, twice, and then it just got really, really cold here again. So this is kind of the first time that it actually felt almost like summery. And, and then last night we had a barbecue and we had the Beyond Meat burgers and potato salad and oh, it was just so good. So that was a really good part of my week. A not so good part of my week was 
I thought at first I had like a stomach virus. So like last Monday, I noticed my stomach was like really bloated and feeling really bad. And then on Tuesday, I started getting these like crazy cramps in my stomach, like super, super, not period cramps, like in my actual stomach, stomach. And it was, they were like super, super painful and it would kind of come in waves. And I also had kind of like body aches and stuff. So I was like, okay, I probably have like the stomach flu or something like that. And then the body aches went away after like a day or two, but the cramps kept happening. And so pretty much all week I've been dealing with like really, really bad random stomach cramping. Like if I bend over or even if sometimes I'm just sitting there, all of a sudden it'll start like cramping and it'll really hurt. If you guys have listened to the digestion episode, then you'll probably know that I have a lot of digestive problems. I have IBS and stuff, but I also um, did a test for SIBO, which is small intestine bacterial overgrowth. I did that a couple months ago and that came back positive and I hadn't gotten around to starting the antibiotics for it and like starting to treat it. So I think um, I went out for dinner on Monday and I had a whole bottle of kombucha and I haven't done that before. I've only ever had a couple sips here and there. And then that's when my stomach started really hurting after that. So what I think, this is my theory. This is my very non-scientific theory. I think from drinking because kombucha is like a fermented drink with like millions of live bacteria. And I think me having small intestine bacterial overgrowth, meaning I have too much bacteria in my small intestine. I think me drinking like millions of bacteria just added even more fuel to the fire. And I think that that is what's wrong with me. So, um, I've started to treat the SIBO. So I have, I have to like take these things before I start the antibiotics. Anyway, it's this whole big thing that the naturopath has set out for me, but there is another way you can do it with pharmaceutical antibiotics, but they're really, really expensive. And my doctor is like, not on board with the whole SIBO thing. I don't even think she thinks it's a thing, so she won't really like prescribe it. So anyway, I'm going to try the herbal route first because it's a lot cheaper and see how that goes. But long story short, had a lot of stomach pain this week. So that was kind of a crappy thing, but something else that happened this week, I wasn't sure if I wanted to talk about this, but it is something that kind of like stood out to me this week. So I posted a video last week with myself or sorry, two weeks ago with myself and Greg Um, my boyfriend, and it was kind of like a what we eat in a day video. If you watch YouTube at all, or if you're familiar with YouTube at all, then you probably know that like reaction videos or um, kind of like commentary type of videos are a big thing, especially in the vegan community. There are some vegan channels who love to just like, they will play someone's video like a what I eat in a day video or something and then they'll critique it most of the time they are not doctors or medical professionals but that is beside the point uh so there are channels that are basically just like drama channels and channels that are out there to like expose people and try and make them look bad so anyways no one has ever done that about me that I've known like I've never been involved in YouTube drama I've always just like stayed in my own little corner baking cookies and (laughs) spreading positivity the best I can. I've never made one of those videos and no one had ever really made one about me that I know of. So um, I was kind of shocked when my mom was like, oh, you should probably check it out. Like there's some comments on your 
um, latest video with Greg that are linking this guy's video that he made about you. But she was like, yeah, I went to the video. I wouldn't watch it if I was you. Like, it's it's not. And so, I, of course, I clicked on the video immediately and went to go watch it. And it's this guy. I can't even pronounce the name of his channel. Basically, he is a he's an anti-vegan activist. So he advocates against a vegan diet. So he tries to inform people about the dangers of a vegan diet, I guess. And so he was critiquing my video and... At first I was cut, I was like really taken aback. I was like, oh my gosh, like, why is he being so mean? Like he was being very unnecessarily mean. And all the comments were just like really rude stuff about Greg and stuff about like apparently um after looking into it further, they are flat earth theorists. So they don't believe in NASA and all of that. They think the earth is flat. So I looked into this guy for what he does is goes on um raw carnivore or raw meat tours where he finds vegan events and then goes there and eats raw meat in front of people and it's not just like he sits there quietly and eats raw meat just to annoy the vegans he's like very open about being really kind of gross about it and like being loud about it and it's enough that even people who eat meat are disgusted by it and he gets you know like arrested or the police have to get involved in stuff every time I honestly just can't comprehend the the level of violence that kind of like surrounds him and his mentality I want so badly to just like brush it off and be like okay like whatever people make these videos it's fine but the comments and everything surrounding his channel are just so hateful and so violent that it is kind of like really scary to have someone make that about you and to have people from his channel coming onto my videos now and like leaving really kind of like hateful and rude comments. It's just really frustrating because he used like my face and my name in the title. So now when anybody types in live B, that kind of like pops up in the search. I'm not sure why he must have used like a bunch of tags about me and stuff. But um, yeah, so that was just like, I'm still trying to figure out what to do about that because he talks about like nutrition and how the vegan diet lacks like any certain number of nutrients. I think he says it lacks like 16 nutrients or something. But the thing is, a lot of the stuff that he says is actually scientifically incorrect. Like he says that the vegan diet does not contain vitamin A, but that's just so factually incorrect. You can't take him seriously. Like clearly he just doesn't actually know. Yeah, that kind of like gave my week a weird vibe. I'm not going to lie. A really weird vibe. And I wanted to kind of just like brush it off and stay quiet about it. But to be honest, it did bother me. It's not that what he said about veganism like made me question it or anything. It didn't bother me in that way. It just bothered me in the fact that he's promoting this like violent message that I feel is not okay. And it just bothers me that there are people out there who feel the need to do things like that like completely uncalled for when they don't even know the person. He has absolutely nothing to do with me and I have absolutely nothing to do with him. Like we could not be more opposite as people. That was just a a little weird development in my week. But other than that, had a good week. So this week I decided to ask for podcast topic requests on my Instagram because I hadn't done that in a while and I just kind of wanted an update on what you guys wanted to hear and I got a lot of really good requests and stuff so very excited about that but there were some things on here that I felt 
didn't necessarily warrant a whole episode on their own. Like I didn't feel like I could talk about it for as long as you need to for a podcast episode. So I think what I'm going to do is um, put the ones that can have a full episode into a list and cover those in future episodes. And then the ones that are kind of like quicker and easier ones to talk about, I will do in this episode. Also, at the end of this episode, I'm going to do the astrology update for Taurus and Gemini because I miss Taurus. But if you guys have been listening the whole way through, I have this book and it's called The Bedside Astrologer and it's like the best astrology book I've found yet. I just love it so much. I love the way that they word everything. And each month I read the zodiac for that month. So I started at the beginning of this podcast, I feel like with Aquarius, and now we are on to Gemini already, but I forgot Taurus. So I will do Taurus and Gemini at the end of this episode. Okay, so I am scrolling through my phone right now. So this isn't really a Q&A. These are just topic ideas, and I'm going to talk about them briefly, kind of. So something that a lot of people requested was stuff about books. And one was like your favorites, like books, music, TV shows, etc. So I think I will kind of like lump those together. And I made a little list of my favorite books, my favorite poetry, my favorite albums, and my favorite TV shows. So um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys are going to find this interesting, but there were a couple questions asking like favorite TV show, favorite movie, stuff like that. So let's talk about my favorites, my favorite books, my two favorite, what are they called? Nonfiction, like self-help books. One of them is one that pretty much changed my life <laughs> the second I read it. And I've mentioned it a bunch of times, but it's The Power by Rhonda Byrne. It's just like this little book. You can easily read it in a day. You could read it honestly in like two hours. It's about the law of attraction and positivity. You know what? I think I'm going to just go grab it because it's on my shelf right there. Okay, hold on. I'm going to go grab it. The first line in the introduction is, you are meant to have an amazing life. And I read that and I was like, what? (laughs) Because when I was younger, I think I've mentioned this before, but I was like pretty pessimistic and pretty negative and just kind of felt like life happened to you and you reacted to it but you don't necessarily have any say in like how life goes. Things just happen and you have to deal with it. And I have such a different outlook on that now. And this book is basically what changed that. So it says, you are meant to have an amazing life. You are meant to have everything you love and desire. Your work is meant to be exciting and you are meant to accomplish all the things you would love to accomplish. Your relationship with your family and friends are meant to be filled with happiness You are meant to have all the money you need to live a full, wonderful life. You are meant to be living your dreams, all of them. If you want to travel, you are meant to travel. If you would love to start a business, you are meant to start a business. If you would love to learn to dance or how to sail a yacht or study Italian, you are meant to do those things. If you would love to be a musician, a scientist, a business owner, an inventor, a performer, a parent, or whatever it is you would love to be, you are meant to be it. When you wake up each day, you should be filled with excitement because you know the day is going to be full of great things. You are meant to be laughing and full of joy. You are meant to feel strong and safe. You are meant to feel good about yourself and know you're invaluable. Of course, there will be challenges in your life and you are meant to have them too because they will help you grow, but you are meant to know how to overcome problems and challenges. You are meant to be happy. You are meant to have an amazing life. 
You are not born to struggle. You are not born to live a life where the moments of joy are few and far between. You are not born to toil in your work five days a week with fleeting moments of happiness on weekends. You are not born to live with limited energy, feeling exhausted at the end of each day. You are not born to worry or be afraid. You are not born to suffer. What would be the point of your life? You are meant to experience life to its fullest and have everything you want and at the same time be filled with joy, health, vitality, excitement, and love. Okay, so I just read like three paragraphs, but I cannot tell you how... (laughs) I guess like refreshing it was to read that because my experience with jobs and school and life up to that point was just kind of, it was just negative. Like I never, I just kind of felt like, you know, you're meant to go to school and then get a job and like you like the weekends, but you don't like the weekdays and everybody hates Mondays. And I just had such a negative outlook on things and I didn't think that I had any control in how my life went. And it wasn't until I read this book that I realized that positivity is a choice and it's a choice that you make every day. It's a choice that you make in every moment if you want to and only you really have the power to choose positivity instead of negativity. And this book also talks a lot about gratitude and the law of attraction and stuff. So if you are looking for a little pick-me-up or something to kind of change your outlook, I recommend this book so much. Okay, so then my other favorite nonfiction book is The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. So this one definitely goes a lot a lot farther beyond where the power goes. Like this one goes a lot deeper into talking about consciousness and kind of who you really are. So this one is absolutely amazing. The beginning is actually really funny. I feel like this is kind of what hooked me when I opened it and read the beginning paragraph. Okay, so the opening part says, shoot, I can't remember her name. What is her name? Darn, here she comes. What is it? Sally? Sue? She just told me yesterday. What's the matter with me? This is going to be so embarrassing. In case you haven't noticed, you have a mental dialogue going on inside your head that never stops. It just keeps going and going. Have you ever wondered why it talks in there? How does it decide what to say and when to say it? How much of what it says turns out to be true? How much of what it says is even important? And if right now you are hearing, I don't know what you're talking about, I don't have any voice inside my head, that's the voice we're talking about. If you're smart, you'll take the time to step back, examine this voice, and get to know it better. So this kind of talks about basically how you are the one who is aware of your own consciousness. So like you are not that voice because you're aware of that voice. So then who are you really? So yeah, it goes pretty deep and it it covers so many things and it's just such an amazing book. And if I can give you guys a recommendation, get the audiobook because when he, the guy, it's not actually the author who reads it. Um, if you get the one on Audible, but it's another guy and he does such an amazing job and his little voice when he does those kind of like rambling thought parts at the beginning um, is so funny. Okay. And then going on to my favorite fiction book. I actually gave this book to someone and it is lost somewhere now, but I read this. Oh my gosh. It must be like five years ago now. And it still just sticks out in my head as one of my favorite fiction books. So it's called Faking It. And the author is Jennifer Cruzy. It's kind of like a romance novel, but also 
I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. You should just pick it up. Um, so yeah, it's called Faking It. And I'll put all of these books and everything that I'm talking about in the show notes for this episode. So if you go to wherever you're listening to this episode and then you click below, there should be a little thing that says like show notes or show more or something. And I'll have the list there. Okay. The next thing I wanted to talk about is poetry because this one is it looks like a novel it's like a kind of a like a thick poetry book but I got it and again I read it in a day and um it's called Inward and I'm gonna butcher his last name his name is Young Pueblo it's Y-U-N-G P-U-E-B-L-O I'm gonna be honest when I first kind of started getting into this type of poetry I started with Milk and Honey which I feel like is kind of where everybody starts um and this might be an unpopular opinion but I actually don't really like Milk and Honey I find it a little bit too I don't know like sad for me I I just find I don't really resonate with it and I know the reason why a lot of people do like it is because they do resonate with it but I could never get into it and I never really liked it but this book Inward is absolutely incredible and it's all about like growth and change and love and self-acceptance and self-love and it's amazing. So I maybe I'll, I have a bunch of them dog-eared that are my favorite, but maybe I'll just read a couple of them. So one of them says, loneliness will not go away if we remain far from ourselves. And I loved that. It's just like so short and simple and I feel like it's such a good message. I feel like that's something that everybody really, really, really needs to internalize and remember. Um, Okay, so then there's another one. It says, when you grow rapidly and experience such deep insights that you can no longer look at yourself or the world in the same way, be kind. Allow yourself the time and space to settle into the new you. And then the last one I really loved, it's another little short one. It says, Do not let a cloudy mind trick you into doing things you are done with. And I read that and I was like, like, whoa. And then my other current favorite poetry is, um, so there's this woman named Brooke Solis, S-O-L-I-S. And she has, she, so she kind of does like erotic poetry, I guess. She talks a lot about like women and the divine feminine and um, she has this collection of poetry ebooks called the Zodiaco. I think it's Zodiaco collection. It's like Zodiac with an O at the end. Zodiaco, Zodiaco. Maybe it's Zodiaco. I'm not sure. <laughs> but anyways, she so she wrote a little collection of poems for each zodiac sign and you guys know I love astrology. So I was super into it and I bought the Virgo one right away. And yeah, I'm so obsessed with it. And actually today's my friend's birthday and I ordered her the Gemini one and I sent it to her today because she's in China right now. So they're like kind of inspired by women, zodiac signs and travel. And so each one kind of paints the picture of like the Gemini woman and then each one is set in a different place. So like, for example, the Gemini one is set in Portugal. The Virgo one was in Bali. And so it was talking about like earthiness and oh, it was so amazing. I absolutely love it. And I was so happy to support her. So yeah. Okay. Moving on now, we're going to talk about music. I came up with a list of six of my favorite albums because I don't really have favorite songs. I kind of do that thing where I listen to a song 
over and over and over again until I get tired of it and then I can't listen to it anymore. But I have quite a few full albums that I think are just like masterpieces when you listen to them all together and they just like flow so well and um, yeah, you guys know albums are where it's at and probably most of these you guys will have heard of them before, but if not, hopefully you go listen to them and you like them. Hopefully you don't hate them. I'm one of those people that gets like really embarrassed and nervous to share music with people because I'm always scared they're going to like it or they're not going to like it and they're going to think my taste in music is lame. But anyways, here I am sharing my music preferences with a very large amount of people on a podcast. The first one is Malibu by Anderson Pack. If you guys are not listening to Anderson Pack, you honestly should be. He is amazing. He has the best smile I've ever seen in my entire life. I have no words. He is just like so cool. And this is the one of the saddest things ever. He came to Halifax like as he was so two years ago, I think two or three years ago, as he was like blowing up and just on the cusp of getting really big. He came to Halifax for our jazz festival here and I hadn't heard of him yet. And so I heard all these people were like going to this Anderson Pack concert and I was like, why is everyone going to jazz fest? Like who even goes to jazz fest? I don't understand. And then like literally the day after I found his album Malibu and I fell in love with it and he's probably never going to come back to Halifax because he's way too big for that now. You just have to listen to it from start to end. It's like jazzy and like soulful and amazing. Okay. The next one is The Divine Feminine by Mac Miller. Don't listen to it around your kids or if you're young, don't listen to it around your parents. But honestly, it is so good and obviously very, very devastated that Mac Miller is no longer here. I still can't believe that. But um, this album is just incredible. So, yeah. Okay, the next one is Control by SZA. And her name is spelled S-Z-A. I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard of that. But in case you haven't, I saw a meme on Instagram. And it was like, SZA's Control is like one of the top streamed albums this week. Like, are you guys okay? (laughs) Because if you listen to it, it's just very like... You listen to it when you when you're going through some feels. So I'll just leave that there. The next one. This one, if you want an album to like fall asleep to, Sublux by Healy. And I listened to this all last summer. Um, I would go to sleep kind of like early at like 9:30 when it was still a tiny bit light out. And I would put on my diffuser and I would put on this album and just fall asleep. And it was honestly the most relaxed I have ever been. And I'm so excited to do that again, like open all the windows and just let this amazing album play because it's so relaxing. I have the biggest smile on my face right now. That album makes me so happy. Okay. The next one is Molasses by Terrell Morris. And the album art for this album is so good. It's like actually just so my aesthetic. And my favorite song on this album is Pretty Life. So if you want just one song to listen to, Pretty Life by Terrell Morris. It's so good. And that one also reminds me of summer. Okay, the next one, guys, hear me out. It's Beer Bongs and Bentleys by Post Malone. And I honestly just, this album is so good. I don't care what people say about Post Malone. I don't care that he has tattoos under his eyes that say always tired or always sleepy or whatever it is. This album is one that I can listen to over and over again and not get tired of it. Every song is just so solid and so good and the album flows really well. And honestly, 
I think that he's kind of a genius. So there, I said it. And then the last album is Black Swan by Smino. If you guys don't know Smino, you should. He's just cool and quirky and his music is really different and it's actually spelled B-L-K-S-W-N, Black Swan. All of those albums make me so happy. You know, it's like a very good fit when music just makes you smile from ear to ear and just like makes your day so much better. So those are my favorite albums. Again, I will list them in the show notes. Go in your car, drive somewhere beautiful, music blasting, windows down if it's a nice day or if it's not a nice day, cozy up with some good quality headphones and put it on and just like listen to a full album through. And that is one of the greatest simple joys in life, listening to an album from start to finish. Last thing, moving on to TV shows. And my absolute favorite TV show in the whole wide world is The Office. And I've seen it, I'm on my 10th time through now and there's nine seasons of it. So um, yeah, we're on our 10th time watching it and we're just about to finish it. We have two episodes left and then we got to restart it because I'm never not watching The Office. Like it's just such a good show to throw on when you're cooking or when you just want to relax and unwind. Also, a new show that I watched recently is called Lunatics and it's an Australian show. It's on Netflix and it's by this actor named Chris Lilly and he plays six different characters, three female and three male characters. It's like a very inappropriate show, probably also offensive. I feel like they have different laws in Australia than they do here for what you're allowed to say and show on TV. But anyways, um, it's really funny. And if you get to the last episode, episode 10, it actually has a really sweet and good message. So um, I wasn't expecting it at all, but it's a really, really good show. It's super funny. And then someone also asked what my favorite movies are. My absolute favorite movie ever is The Holiday. And it's kind of a Christmas movie, but I feel like I could watch it all year round. And it makes me want to go to California and England simultaneously. It's so good. If you guys haven't seen it, I'm sure a lot of you have. But if you haven't seen it. So, whoa, I get I just gushed about all my favorite things for a really long time. But now I'm actually in the best mood. Talking about all my favorite things just makes me, it just like builds and builds and builds. And I'm all like hyped up and excited now and ready to go listen to music and read poetry. <laughs> so now let's dive in to some astrology. Like I said at the beginning, I'm just going to go through and read the Taurus and Gemini zodiac signs because I'm a little bit behind. Okay, so Taurus is April 20th to May 21st. And oh my gosh, you guys, I love Tauruses. Tauruses. Is that the right... <laughs> plural. My moon sign is a Taurus and I just feel like I get along so well with them. So I'm a Virgo and Greg's a Virgo and my sister Bridget's a Virgo. And then one of our really good friends is a Taurus and also my sister's boyfriend is a Taurus. So Taurus is an earth sign and their symbol is the bull. You want to create your own mini world and infuse it with the things and experiences you enjoy. As such, you tend to exercise a lot of control over your environment, which can lead others to find you stubborn. Your stubbornness does not necessarily stem from a desire to control others, but instead it is rooted in your heightened senses and desire to avoid things you dislike. In extreme cases, you will sort experiences and people into a yes versus no categories, and once you assign these labels, you are very hesitant to change the designation. This can lead to complications when people you like show less than desirable qualities, yet you are unwilling to reassess the relationship. 
You can then cling to things or people when they should instead become a part of your past. Your hesitancy about change comes from a fear that shifting things will destabilize you and the environment you have so carefully and purposefully cultivated for yourself. Growth will come when you realize that pruning dead flowers aids the health of the whole garden rather than imagining change as pulling a thread that will unravel the whole sweater. It will also help you realize that your beautiful artistic dedication to creating a life of your own imagining can only benefit from being reassessed and reimagined from time to time. Once you strike the right balance between consistency and change, your life becomes truly spectacular. The magical paradise you imagine where all your five senses are engaged in the most wonderful ways is well within your reach. When you stop resisting change, you can use all your creative energy in gaining what you truly want which is to enjoy as many beautiful, pleasurable things in life as possible. Then indulging your senses, spending time in nature, and taking care of your loved ones takes on a whole new level of fun. So there you go, Taurus. Also, I love Geminis. My best friend is a Gemini. So Gemini is an air element, and the symbol is the twins. You want to be free to learn and communicate about the things you are passionate about. With your natural affinity for writing and speaking, you are a born communicator and feel frustrated when you can't join the conversation or share your perspective. You have an inquisitive mind and often come up with new and clever ideas about how to do things. Not all your ideas will pass muster, but it's still important for you to be able to share them and then decide if you want to proceed or not. You have such a wide bandwidth, you often see the hidden interrelated links between things that others fail to see or notice. As such, you can draw unique conclusions and come up with innovative ideas. But since you can jump from one thing to another so quickly, others are apt to misunderstand your intentions, which earns Gemini the negative label of two-faced. More accurately, you are open-minded and will adjust your perspective if a better solution or idea comes to light, but others can view this as flakiness. Never fear, you will ultimately prove them wrong when you show just how tenacious and loyal you can be when you truly believe in something. Continuing to learn and grow long past school age is important for you, and surrounding yourself with books, blogs, and people keeps your brain active and happy. With so much going on in your mind, you can sometimes struggle to decide where to focus your attention. It is a lifelong process for you to separate what is truly meaningful for you from among all the mental stimulation in your life. Take a step back every now and then to distill a cohesive vision. This will help you set a plan of action and break down your big goals into smaller, manageable steps. So that is Gemini. Happy birthday to everyone who is a Taurus or a Gemini. I hope you had an amazing birthday or I hope you have an amazing birthday if you haven't had it yet. Um, yeah, I think that is going to wrap up this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I would love if you could leave a rating and review on iTunes. Like I said, I read all of them and I appreciate them all so much. So thank you to everyone who has already left a review. I hope you guys are having an amazing day wherever in the world you are. And I will talk to you all next week. Bye.